TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Jacob Albrock. Tommy Kester, this is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. All right, welcome in everybody to another Sports Daily, a Thursday edition. Lots of fun to come today as we get into an NFL, well, really, it's like a five-day stretch. You got games Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Uh, we'll get into the betting side of things with our pal Chelsea Messenger, who will join us in just a little bit. To go through those, we'll have our buddy Tim Fitzgerald, our K-State insider, joining us top of next hour. Uh, see if he can... Stern of their hornet's nest like he did last week, apparently. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later as K-State gets ready to play Wichita State tonight. Pretty cool for us. You can uh, listen, by the way, to either team's broadcast, if you'd like, with our family of networks here. Of course, the home of K-State and Wichita State Athletics here at Odyssey. So that's pretty cool. That's coming up later. We'll get into that game as well. Uh, lots to go. We'll give away a little bit of HTO today. Um Santa Jad will continue our string of giveaways every day on the program here on Sports Daily. And you can do that, and you can get in touch with us on the IHOP hotline at 869-1240. You can watch our video stream of the show. Uh, You'll find it either on Facebook, on YouTube, or on Twitch. Tommy, good morning. How are you? I'm good. I'm looking forward to the Wichita State-K-State game tonight. It's kind of like Christmas comes early because we've got this great matchup. I've been looking forward to it primarily because of the longtime friendship between Paul Mills and Jerome Tang. But, of course, I think that from a competitive standpoint, it's going to be a really close matchup tonight, I think, and I'm excited to get into it. Yeah, I think it's an interesting game, if nothing else, as we're trying to learn things about both teams, certainly. I think we don't know what we'll ultimately know about either team, uh, quite frankly. We've been wondering about the line. We were banting about this yesterday in the office. Um I thought it would be around seven. Uh, Some people thought it would be as high as 10. It's five and a half right now. K-State favored by just five and a half over Wichita State. So uh, that will be very, very interesting as both come in with eight and three records. Vegas sees this as a very tight matchup. Uh, I think that I do too. We'll get into the stylistic pieces of it as we make our way through the show. Excuse me. Okay. Okay. Let's start, though, before we get into all of that embedding. 
Tommy, I think you took the bait on something last night. You sent this to me. And we had the discussion yesterday about Aaron Rodgers and, you know, how he loves the attention. Well, Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk, who also loves attention, uh, put out a, a, a tweet of essentially Rodgers taking the roster spot of, is it their backup fullback? That's correct. Nick So that in. he could be on the team to practice. And it was, quite frankly, painted in a light very obviously and clearly that Rodgers is this big evil monster who would dare steal the roster spot of poor, what's his name? Nick Bodden. Nick Bodden, the backup fullback. I mean the audacity. What a horrible teammate. Right? That was the tone of that tweet. I think that's fair. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I get that. I, I think that he definitely painted Rodgers in a negative light. I get it because I kind of view Rodgers in a negative light about this. I don't yeah. I don't have an issue with it. Okay. So there I just want to I just want to make sure that I don't misunderstand the tone of the because I haven't really seen it anywhere else, right? Like I haven't seen like this big, you know, regurgitated story across the NFL. This was pretty much a, a Florio thing as far as I can tell. I, look, I don't have a problem with it. You sent it to me, and I'm like, yeah, well, it sucks for that guy, but that's kind of the NFL. Guys lose their roster spots all the time for a variety of reasons. I don't I don't think this is anything more sinister than, you know, Rodgers and the Jets would like him to do everything he can to be ready for next year. I don't think the Jets would want Rodgers to play even if he was cleared to play. But if I'm them, I would absolutely want him practicing and taking reps and doing everything he can so that they are a well-oiled machine next year. And so... For him to want to do this, it was painted there as a bad teammate. I, I feel like you kind of go into that fold where I, I I I can easily see the other side where he's trying to be a good teammate and be as good as he can be next year when he's able to go in full speed. I, I, I just don't see the sinister nature of this that I think it was painted as. Well, look, I just think that there is the room for Rodgers. I don't think that he needs to be part of the team over the last couple of weeks of the season. I think that he can get away with rehabbing and practicing and working out privately away from his teammates for the final three weeks of the season. This guy, Nick Bodden, I don't know. I've never heard of him before. He's a backup fullback, but I feel bad for him because he's losing his roster spot. He's losing a paycheck because Aaron Rodgers wants to be with his teammates and Aaron Rodgers isn't playing another snap this season. Let Rodgers work out in private and then let this guy have his roster spot for the final few weeks, and then Rodgers can rejoin the team in the offseason. You've got the OTAs, and you've got training camp, and you've got all of that. I don't think that anything is going to be lost by Rodgers not being with his teammates in the final three weeks of the season. On the flip side, I think a lot is lost for this guy, Nick Bodden, who's not getting paid now because he doesn't have a roster spot. Well, one, does he go back to the practice squad? I don't know that. Uh, so I, I just... I, I wonder a couple of things. Would you even know that this happened if it was Kirk Cousins that did the exact same thing? Well, I don't know. I, Somebody I think, probably would have reported this is, on that. I don't know. I think this is very much a Florio taking it, it a probably swing is. at Rodgers. It probably is. I think this kind of stuff happens all the time in the NFL. It probably, like every day. It probably Well, not in this scenario. Like You've got a quarterback who is done for the season, so why does he need a roster spot? And I, again... He wants to practice with his teammates. It's three weeks. It's unnecessary for him to have a roster spot over the last three weeks of the season when the Jets are already out of the playoff race. But this guy, Nick Bodden, 
is now not getting paid, it probably is necessary for him and his livelihood to get a game check. I, I can't, like, choose this to be my hill to die on to, to feel bad for guys who get cut in the NFL. I'm not, I'm not dying on the hill. I'm just saying, yeah, you're absolutely right that Florio is taking a shot at Rodgers. And, and that's very true. But that doesn't mean he's wrong. It doesn't mean that he's like his assessment of it is wrong. He may be looking for attention just like Rodgers wants attention. He may not like Aaron Rodgers. That could all very well be true. But it doesn't mean that Florio is wrong in his assessment with this. And by the way, I just want to say Florio is wrong quite a bit. I, I'm not a huge Florio guy. But in this scenario, okay, like I kind of get it because – how how necessary like you don't hear Kirk Cousins who's out for the season saying you know what even though I'm not going to play again I'm going to take up a roster spot from somebody else just so I can practice with my teammates he's shutting it down for the year and he's practicing and rehabbing probably in private yeah I I just I don't know I I think that I would trust uh Rodgers and probably the team that they feel like it is beneficial to get him out there uh, and and have him be doing this. I I think when you're looking like it's a cutthroat business, and if you're the Jets, I, and this is I don't know anything about Nick Bodden, and I always feel bad for guys in the NFL when they get cut. I wish they'd expand the rosters, but somebody's always going to get cut. But if you're trying to, if you're the Jets organization and you're trying to do everything you can to win, like this is a no brainer. If if the if the coaches or Rogers or whomever or some combination of it are like, yeah, we'd like him to be out there at practice right now. Then it's just an easy decision. It's not Rogers like sitting in his chair, evilly saying, "I must have a roster spot and get this peasant out of here." Which I, I just you don't think like, so. You don't of, think there was any so of that. Feel, I mean, because I wouldn't be surprised if that was maybe the case to an extent. I mean, he probably did. He's not sitting in a, a you know evil chair as a villain and rubbing his hands together. What has Rogers guy, done but, to be a bad teammate as a Jet? I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I, I'm not in the locker room. But you, but you well, don't... we were in the locker room, I think, in in some capacity with HBO, and people were generally impressed with uh, the kind of teammate he was and or the reaction his teammates had to him. I mean, you keep saying, like, deferring to Rodgers and the team that the benefit is there for him to practice with his teammates over the last three weeks of the season. Tell me what that tangible benefit is, and tell me when they when they break camp next year, when the season starts, tell me tangibly – what will be better or worse directly contributing because Rodgers practiced with his team over the last three weeks of the season? I don't think you can. I don't think anybody can. But I'm not I don't worried you can about make the rest t- of the season. I'm worried about the next two years. I get it. But tell me when next season rolls around, what kind of benefit you'll be able to look at at the start of next season and be able to point it back to, oh, he got three weeks with his team at the end of this season to practice because he got a roster Why? spot. Why were um, why was Paul Mills and you know why were these coaches so excited to get the exhibitions over the summer? Because he's a week? brand new coach with a bunch of brand new players around him. Rogers hasn't played a game with these guys. Rogers went through the entire off season with them last I, year and has went through played OTAs a game with and them. training camp and all of that. And we talked yesterday at length about how the best thing for the Jets to do is to rebuild different pieces of their team, especially the offensive line. This offseason. So it's probably going to be a completely different looking offensive line next season. So what? I don't I understand think, what he gains by I, taking I a roster pulled, spot in the last three weeks of the regular season. 
I think if we pulled 100 coaches right now and asked them, do extra practice reps, ben, reps benefit a quarterback and his teammates? At the yeah, end of a season before you get I into the next 100 year? 100 of them would say yes. Okay. Why did why did they work out in the off season in high school football? Like I'm not like reps him, are always let important. him get reps in the off season with his teammates and everything. But no, I don't think anything tangible or measurable is going to be gained with him being on the active roster the last three weeks of the season. Nothing. I I just <laughs> especially if the I, offensive line and other parts of the team might be completely different next season. Okay, so the reporting on the ground there is that Bodden is likely landing back on the team once he clears waivers. If he doesn't clear waivers, then he's going to be on somebody's team. The strange thing is that the Jets are keeping four quarterbacks on the 53. Other than that, this is very much business as usual in the NFL. This is not unusual. Show me other teams that carry four quarterbacks on their active roster, and one of them is not intending to play for the rest of the season. Like, look at it. Is Joe Burrow on the active roster? No. Is Justin Herbert on the active roster? Joe Burrow can't practice, and neither can Justin Herbert. If he could practice, but he wasn't planning on playing for the remainder of the season, would he be on the active roster? I've never heard of that before. Maybe it's happened. I've never heard of that before. So, I I don't, I I just like, I'm telling you, I think this is a hit piece. And Rodgers, now I will say, now let me say this too. Let me say this too. Rodgers has earned the hit piece. Like he's, he's absolutely played his, uh, his role on this. Um, he is Bodden will be added to the practice squad and elevated. If he's healthy, by the way, he missed practice yesterday with a knee injury. Uh, his 2023 salary was guaranteed after week one. He's not losing a dime. That's the reporting today. Nick Bodden won't lose any money. His money's guaranteed, and he didn't practice yesterday because he's hurt. Do you think that's important context to this story? That's a little important, knowing that it's guaranteed yeah, money. Yeah, it kind of changes that. things. Oh, I yeah, don't know if it changes, changes things th- a little. I don't know he's if hurt. Changes. He's not practicing. You're like- he's not practicing. He didn't practice yesterday. So they're, they're moving him out, who wasn't practicing because he's hurt, to move Rodgers in so he can practice. Does he have a designation that he's not playing again? Like, is he... Would he have not played this weekend? Would he have not played the weekend after? We don't know that. Well, we know he's not practicing, and he's very likely back with the team today. On the practice He wasn't squad, practicing right? anyway. He wasn't going to play in the game. He's the backup fullback. All I know is that if you look, and the context is important in this, but I think another piece of context that you just mentioned is that the Jets are carrying four quarterbacks, one of them, is named Aaron Rodgers. He's not playing for the rest of the season. If he wasn't named Aaron Rodgers and it was the exact same scenario, he wouldn't be on the active they're roster. They're carrying four because he's not going to be an emergency quarterback right. in a game. So but they're to, choosing to keep an emergency quarterback in a game when Zach Wilson is, is your hurt starter. My point in all of this, Jacob, is that if his name was not Aaron Rodgers, he would not be on the active roster right now. He has dictated exactly how he wants this to go dictated. and he's a, so, he is, you don't know that you don't know that at all if you, you don't think Kirk Cousins if he was able to get out there and get work in would want to get work in 
when he comes back from never, his Achilles injury? Have you ever heard of a situation where a quarterback who is shut down for the remainder of the year but still can practice takes up an active roster spot? I don't care who the person is that's getting bumped. If it's Nick Bodden or somebody else, have you ever heard of a situation where this happens? Because I haven't. And I think it's only because he's Aaron Rodgers and only because he dictates the way that things should go. You want to know why we haven't heard about that? Because it's a procedural NFL roster move, and we wouldn't hear about That's not it true. if it wasn't Aaron Rodgers. They're carrying four I have, quarterbacks. Look, I have when no idea. When do you know of the roster carrying four quarterbacks? I don't know of. I don't. I couldn't tell you how many quarterbacks are in on any one roster right now in the NFL. I, I have no idea. And you don't either. And nobody out there knows how many you don't quarterbacks. Think that we would hear how many quarterbacks are the four Colts? Quarterbacks? How many how many quarterbacks are the are the Vikings carrying on their active roster? I think right they're now? carrying three on their active roster. You've got I mean, Nick I, Mullins. I think they are. Nick I have Mullins, no idea. Jaron Hall and Josh Dobbs. Give me another team. I, I don't know. I don't have a clue. I know I, who might carry more guys. I I mean I don't look at teams. 53-man rosters outside of a very occasional. But you don't think that we would Kansas know? The Kansas City Chiefs. You don't think that we would know of a team that would be carrying four quarterbacks when one of them is not going to play the remainder of the season? Why is he on the active roster? And I think that's a fair question to ask because this sort of thing doesn't happen. It's not a procedural thing that we just never hear about. We hear, we hear about everything. We hear about who's being placed on injured reserve, who's being elevated from practice squads all around the league on a daily basis. Yeah, I mean, we would absolutely hear about this if it's happened in other times. The only reason it's happening now is because it's Aaron Rodgers. That's all I'm saying. It, we are only hearing about it because it's Aaron Rodgers. You're right, because a quarterback wants to get in there and practice, and now we've very quickly, with some boots on the ground reporting from people who are there, we've been able to say, well, you know what? Nick Bodden wasn't practicing anyway, so he was wasting a practice spot too. So you have an injured player not practicing. Is you don't he think wasting an, somebody else's opportunity? You don't think that there's another player potentially on the practice squad that could help the Jets in the game this weekend that they could put on Absolutely the active roster? Absolutely not. No. Do okay. I think there's a player on the practice squad who's going to help the Jets win a game this week? No, I don't think there is. I'm not, I didn't say win the game, but contribute. I absolutely what think that— What are we that, doing here? The Jets are trying to win games. The Jets are going to do everything that they can to be as good as they can next year. If they slash Aaron Rodgers feels like practice reps with these guys now is going to help them do that, then maybe they're they, going to then do Maybe that. they shouldn't play the final three games of the year and just forfeit them. If I they only care about believe, next season, then just forfeit them. I can't them. believe that we're trying to, one, say Rodgers is stealing Nick Bodden's money, which is clearly not happening now, and two, saying he's, he's this bad guy for wanting to practice. Like, that's what this Aaron Rodgers wants to get out there and practice. practice. Go practice. Not with his team, he can Go can't. practice in private and rejoin your team in the offseason and go through the OTAs and go through training camp like a normal player does. You don't have to have an active roster spot right now. And if you're just if the Jets are just going to give up on the season and just let a guy who's not going to play have an active roster spot, then I guess just forfeit the games then. Because I guarantee you there's somebody on that practice squad right now that could come in and probably get meaningful special team snaps and contribute in a positive way to the team this weekend and beyond. But if that's not I, important, I just, then I guess that's not important to the Jets. It's not as important as Aaron Rodgers being as good as he can be. Then when cancel he's ready the to games. Go. Then it's cancel not. the next three games. Yeah, that, that's not an overreaction. Like this is a non-story. It's, it's not been, a non-story. It, <laughs> we would never talk about this in any other circumstance that a guy is taking a practice spot. 
like I, I just I I don't get it now. Uh, we'll we'll come back. We got Ch- uh, Chelsea Messenger, but we're gonna have to switch gears. We can get back to this later. Love to hear people's thoughts on this. Eight six nine twelve forty on the IHOP hotline. Let's take a break. Uh, let's come back. We'll see if Nick Bodden's absence has any impact on the betting line this weekend with the Jets. Uh, Ridiculous. <laughs> come on. Right. We'll come back uh, with more Sports Daily after this. We're going to be talking a little betting. By the way, primetime NFL games from Westwood One are available live for free right here on KFH and the Odyssey app. You can always tune into KFH tonight for Thursday Night Football. The Saints in California to take on... Uh, the Rams, simply download the Odyssey app and search for KFH at kickoff. By the way, that game tonight, you'll want to search for KNSS because of uh, the Shocker K-State game. That game will get moved over to KNSS. Saints-Rams out in L.A. I'm actually looking forward to that game. We'll get into it uh, with Chelsea Messenger here in just a few minutes as Jad gets her connected and we roll through this. Uh, it is Thursday, and we actually get a Thursday night game that's good. I'm, I, I think this is a good game tonight. Uh, and then Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And it's not just one game Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Like, it's all NFL all weekend long. Um, and and it should be, uh, well, you'll have plenty of opportunities for good games included tonight. All right, let's welcome in our pal Chelsea Messenger to the show. On the line is the host of the Daily Tip and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Chelsea Messenger. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all of the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to check out the Daily Tip podcast for more of Chelsea Messenger analysis. Just search BetMGM wherever you find your podcasts. All right. Welcome in, Chelsea. Glad to have you back this week. How are you? Yeah, doing well. We have a whole host of games to bet on this weekend. So if you don't want to spend time with your family, uh, we have three NFL games and five NBA games. That's just uh, that's a that's a big weekend. All right, let's look. Let's start it tonight. We uh, on Monday it was looking at we were talking about the Rams and it was like, man, the Rams are probably better than we think they are. They may be, you know, a fun like absolute long shot play now that they're healthy at making some noise in the postseason. It was like, when do they play next? Looked ahead. It was Thursday night against the Saints. They're minus four. For me, it was an immediate, oh, I'm all over the Rams minus four. What do you think about this game tonight? Yeah, the public's all over the Rams as well. Uh, believe we're seeing oh, 70% of the money on the Rams because I feel like everybody's been very underwhelmed with what we've seen from the Saints. They are 7-7, seven and seven, which doesn't sound that bad until you realize They had the easiest schedule in the entire NFL going into the season. So I'm trying to look at, like, a good win for the Saints this year, and it's hard to find them because, yeah, their defense is posting good numbers, but they're playing the Giants. They're playing in the NFC South where they get to play the Panthers. They're playing the Falcons, you know. So it's just they have had the easiest schedule in the NFL, which makes it a little tough when you look at the metrics because their defense does look good on paper. But, again, Who have they played? If you remember last week, the Rams were one of my best bets of the week because exactly what you've been saying. The Rams have been under the radar, but slowly putting together one of the better offenses in the league, scoring at least 28 points in four straight games. This is a tough matchup for the passing game, at least on paper. 
the Saints secondary is pretty solid, at least when it comes to the numbers. I'd be with you, but I do think you have to remember that it almost feels like one of those games where it makes too much sense for the Rams to win this game. I would say if this game was in New Orleans, maybe I would really like the Saints, but I think I'm with you on the Rams, but something feels a little off. You know, it seems like Derek Carr is one injury away from like a body cast. I mean, the guy has been just banged up all season long. Is it too risky of a play to do anything with Derek Carr? I know on the other side, you just talked about the Saints secondary and how it might be a tough passing night for Matthew Stafford. But is it a good idea to stay away from Derek Carr too? He has been so inconsistent. I'm not completely sure. Like, if it comes to props, or do you mean just his general, like, how well he does? Yeah, just pro- like props, I, like player props with him. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, this Rams defense has been middle of the pack. There is one prop that I am looking at that it goes completely against the matchup, but I think the opportunity will be there because this is one of the lowest numbers we have gotten on Alvin Kamara all season long. It's 29.5 for his receiving prop. The thing is, Alvin Kamara is not your average run-of-the-mill running back. He gets targets like a receiver. He has gotten 14 targets in two games this year. He's gotten seven. He's gotten eight uh, targets in some of these games. So 29.5 seems like a very gettable number that even though the Rams have been very good at stopping pass-catching running backs, there have been running backs who have gotten this number. Uh, You look at the Eagles. DeAndre Swift got this number. So maybe you're buying low on Alvin Kamara here. I do like that at 29 and a half. He has hit this number in nine of 11 games this year. Yeah, and, and we know that Carr will dump it off if he needs to. I, I, I'm i with you on that. Um, all right, so Saturday, Chelsea, and we can just take this like chunk by chunk since we get that this week. Bengals-Steelers, uh, pretty good-looking matchup there, pretty impactful matchup there. And then Bills-Chargers is is a dud game, but maybe there are opportunities as we look to Saturday. What do we think of these games? Yeah, let's start with the Steelers game. The matchup-based play here is Pat Fryermuth, the starting tight end for the Pittsburgh Steelers, just based on the the Bengals being especially generous to opposing tight ends. Uh, they're giving up the most receiving yards to opposing tight ends, of any team in the NFL. I believe his number is around 25. I think this is a gettable number, but the sabotage factor is we're not sure who's playing quarterback. I think that's why the number is so low. Uh, Pat Frymer has also popped up on the injury report a little bit this week, but still the matchup is so good. You got to look at that one first. Yeah. You know, you mentioned the the quarterback situation with Pittsburgh and it, it sounds like Mason Rudolph may be the guy this weekend for the Steelers, and and I'm a little confused about the line. I know it's in Pittsburgh, but, I mean, I just feel like with what Jake Browning has done at quarterback for the Bengals over the last couple of weeks, the line should be a little bit bigger, especially if the Bengals are, are facing Mason Rudolph. Am I off in that thinking? One would think, but you've also got to remember that this is an AFC North matchup. I feel like these divisional matchups are the toughest pre- to predict of any division in all football, because even when a team's at their worst, I don't think anybody is shocked when, like, even when the Steelers are at their worst, I feel like any game against the Ravens, they're live dogs, and it doesn't even matter who's playing quarterback. So I think it's just a matter of the division being a tough one and a low total game at 37. Maybe people are expecting some kind of regression from Jake Browning as well, because the last time he played the Steelers, 
it wasn't a good game from him. I'm trying to pull up the stats in front of me right now, but I'm pretty sure his first start uh, with the Bengals was against the Steelers, and it wasn't necessarily a great game from him. Yeah, uh, 19 of 26, 227 yards, a touchdown and a pick, and sacked four times. So maybe that's your uh, X factor there because last time it was a 16-10 loss by the Bengals when they played the Steelers, and Jake Browning was the quarterback. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I've kind of been in on Browning. I, this will be curious. I don't. I, I know that at least T. Higgins was out at that point, and you know, since he's had his full complement of receiver. But but it's like the Tomlin thing with the Steelers. Like you never know when they're just going to come out and be awesome or lay an egg. And you know, quarterback matters, I suppose. All right, Bills Chargers. It's a twelve point road spe- spread for the Bills. That actually doesn't seem too bad, and I don't. It's I don't even think it's recency bias with the Chargers. Of course, they were blown out the way they are. They were. It's just how how well the Bills have been playing and how depleted the Chargers are right now. Do you mess with the road line that big at all? I don't think so. I do think that the Bills are a team to keep your eye on when it comes to the futures market. Uh, trying to pull this up right now, but I know they were plus money to win the AFC East. Not that long ago. I'm not sure if these odds are still on the board. But still, doesn't it feel like the Bills are that team in the AFC that's just getting hot at the right time? Yeah, the Bills 2-1 to one to win the AFC East right now. And I know the Dolphins kind of have to, you know, pee the bed a little bit. But still, the final game of the year is a head-to-head matchup between the Bills and the Dolphins. Bills already beat the Dolphins once. It was not close. And it just feels like the Bills are trending in the right direction. I think that's the bet that I would rather make as opposed to laying that many points on the road against a Chargers team that, yes, looks terrible, but we've seen crazier things in the NFL. It would not shock me if they at least looked mediocre. So Bills 2-1 to one to win the AFC East, kind of like that bet. Quite a few Christmas Eve matchups, Chelsea. I want to jump ahead to one of the big ones uh, on Sunday, the Cowboys at the Dolphins. And you mentioned the Bills and getting hot at the right time. They demolished the Cowboys a week ago, but the Dolphins demolished the Jets as well. This is right now a one-and-a-half-point line, one-and-a-half-point spread uh, in favor of the Dolphins. Are you concerned at all about what you saw out of the Cowboys a week ago, and do you think there is a chance they can bounce back against the Jets and be able to cover this? Well, here's the stat that you need to know about the Cowboys. In this situation, the Cowboys 12-1 and against the spread, coming off a loss since 2020. That feels like a pretty impressive metric. And I'm not sure why this is. Maybe because it's such a publicly talked about team that when the Cowboys lose, it feels like the sky is falling, you know, and the narrative changes, you know, drastically. But still, the Cowboys have been good in this spot. When they're coming off a loss, they are very good at regrouping. And that's not a small sample size. That's since 2020. So I do like the Cowboys here. The Dolphins kind of feel like they're falling apart at the seams. They have a ton of injuries on the offensive line, which I don't think bodes well going against Micah Parsons and company. So I kind of like the Cowboys there. It's not my best bet of the week, but if I had to pick a side, it would be the boys. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Buffalo, Josh Allen didn't even throw for 100 yards as Buffalo dismantles mm-hmm. them. We know Miami can run the ball. The Cowboys, but the Cowboys going in had the best run defense in football. So they've, they've definitely got a chip on their shoulder there. Anything else from the Christmas Eve slate, Chelsea, uh, that we need to know about before we look ahead to Christmas Day? Yeah, let me make sure the days on some of these. Because, you know, you look at the slate and you're not sure what day some of these I, I, take, I, uh, I, place. Especially this but... one. 
Uh, some of my favorite bets of the week, so let's just go that. Okay, this game's on New Year's, or excuse me, Christmas Eve. I think this is a great buy-low spot on the Green Bay Packers this week, laying four and a half on the road at the Panthers, who, yes, are coming off their second win this season against the Falcons. I think this is a great sell-high spot on the worst team in the league and a great buy-low spot on a Packers team that still is fully capable of beating bad teams by at least five points. So I think that's the the buy-low spot on the Packers. Also, speaking of buy-low, I think we're looking at that same situation with the Cardinals and Bears. I'll take the four points with the Cardinals uh, against the Bears. I don't think the Bears should be four-point favorites. They have been playing much better. Really liked them in a teaser last week. And, you know, the defense at least is playing with some motivation. But still, this is a feisty Cardinals squad that should have covered against the Texans when they had C.J. Stroud. So it's a team that not a lot of people are talking about. I'll take the four points with the Cardinals. Well, definitely, right, uh, I just want to throw out there another game on uh, on Christmas Day that I know we're going to jump ahead and talk about. The game of the weekend, obviously, the Ravens and the Niners. Right now, the Ravens are five-point home, or no, the Niners are five-point home favorites on Christmas Day uh, in San Francisco. It's a big-time matchup. I, I know a lot of people are talking about this could be a Super Bowl preview. Your thoughts on this game? Do you think that the, the uh, Niners run away, or can the Ravens keep the Niners in check? Here's the the other stat that you're going to hear all week long, and that is Lamar Jackson facing teams in the NFC. He has been very good. 19-1 and one against the spread against teams in the NFC in his last 20 starts in that scenario. I'm not sure why this is, but he has been cash money against teams from the opposing conference. I know the Niners are head and shoulders above everybody in the NFC, so maybe it's a different animal. Uh, but still, I would lean towards the points here, and that's where the line is going. This line was five and a half earlier in the week. It's down to four and a half now at Ben MGM. So clearly we're seeing some money, money come in on the Ravens. And it also feels like a team that's been not talked about as much as you would think for a team that's an 11 and three squad that has a former MVP at quarterback. So it uh, feels like a Ravens team that is probably getting a little bit more points than maybe they need. I am not calling for an outright win here. But I do think that the Ravens can keep it somewhat close here. So I'll take the Ravens plus five if you can still get, a, get that five. Boy, that's an interesting one. All right, let's jump uh, to the Chiefs here. Raiders, the Chiefs finally sort of answer the call in a way. It's a 10-point line against the Raiders. They've already covered that number on the road this year. Do we overthink this one or do we simplify it and just say that the Chiefs are more than 10 points better than the Raiders? I don't have this trend in front of me, but doesn't it feel like the Chiefs in divisional matchups, with the exception of maybe the Chargers a couple of seasons ago, have been really good? Uh, I know yep. they lost to the Broncos this season, but usually it's an absolute beatdown when they are facing the lesser teams within their division. So I would lean towards uh, laying the points with Kansas City, but I'm never feeling comfortable laying that big of a number. But still, in divisional matchups, usually feels like the Chiefs beat the brakes of some of the worst teams in their division. Yeah, I, I think so. I think this might be a smash spot for the Chiefs. All right, you mentioned your best bets. What are some of your favorites this week that we haven't hit on? All right, so going back to Thursday night football tonight, we're going to go with Kyron Williams, the running back for the Rams, over 89.5 rushing yards. It seems like a really high number, 
But you've got to remember, he has been crushing it for the Rams. Uh, in the last five games, he's averaging over 90 yards per game, and he's done this against some of the best run defenses in the NFL. He has done this against the Ravens and the Browns. And then you look at the Saints defense, who is decent, but still not great against the run, middle of the pack. So Kyron Williams, I think he gets the ball uh, quite a bit tonight, especially if you believe in the game script that the Rams are going to be winning this game like this line reflects. He's had back-to-back games over the century mark, so let's do that. Uh, we'll go Kyron Williams over his rushing prop of 89-and-a-half. All right. Uh, I like it. I'm with you. I've got him on one of my fantasy playoff teams, so I appreciate the good karma there as well, as I know folks are trying to win a little money that way too. Chelsea, we appreciate it. Have a Merry Christmas. Uh, I th- we'll talk to you before the New Year, so we'll wish you a Happy New Year at that point. But Merry Christmas. We appreciate it. Always appreciate the insight to help us try to make a little money. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. If your day sounds like we need the report ASAP, you deserve Medella. If you've persevered through, you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device. Credit service ported. 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Yeah, thanks for having me. That was the host of the Daily Tip and the Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Chelsea Messenger. Insider calls presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. A lot of good stuff there. Uh, a very interesting matchup tonight. We can get into that throughout the show. We'll have a uh, Wichita State, K-State, look-ahead, preview, all kinds of good stuff. Our K-State insider, Tim Fitzgerald, joining us uh, a little bit later at the top of the hour. We'll come back. More Sports Daily coming at you right after this. This is Sports Daily on KFH. All right, welcome back, everybody, to Sports Daily. We appreciate the segment there with Chelsea Messenger. Lots of good betting tips in there with Chelsea. Uh, you can go back and listen if you miss in, uh, missed any of it. We podcast the show out, uh, and a lot of people listen to us that way. So if you want to do that, you can just go to the Odyssey app. Uh, you can go to kfhradio.com. Jad does a great job. He gets that done uh, so that you can podcast us out if you would like to. And if you're listening to us in that format, 
We appreciate it. Thank you. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Castor here uh, with Sports Daily. We'll have Tim Fitzgerald coming at the top of the hour. Um, Tommy, do you have any fantasy football teams still alive and in the mix here? And what is most people's semifinals this week? It's been a really bad year, honestly, for fantasy football for me. I'm in four, I think, leagues, and I might actually only be alive where it actually matters in one of them. The other ones, I either miss the playoffs entirely or I'm in that really sad consolation bracket, which is never any fun. Um, so it, it's been it's been a disappointing year. And I don't know why. I felt like I drafted really well at the beginning of the season in all of my leagues. I was really happy with my team uh, basically in every league I'm in, but it's not been good for me overall. I, um, I, I think this has probably been the most chaotic year that I can remember. In fantasy football, where more play, I, I think fantasy football is getting a little trickier because there are so many players now on offenses. We talked about this with the Chiefs to relate it back to that. Like, there's so many offenses that spread the ball around so much, it does make it a little bit harder to find those, you know, those true like impact guys. I think ever, and then all the injuries this year have just been absurd. Like, it, just at quarterback alone. Like, I'm sitting here trying to decide, you know, do do I drop Kyler Murray and pick up Jake Browning because, you know, I've had Herbert get hurt and Cousins get hurt, and just like a, these quarterbacks dropping like flies. I've had Joe Flacco. Start, like, it's crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, but good luck to everybody if you're still alive in your fantasy football playoffs, which, again, for most people are into the semifinals now. I've actually had a really good year in fantasy uh, despite all of that, which is – I've I've been pretty up or down the last couple of years, so it, it's been a little bit of a rebound uh, in that sense. Um, good luck. I, I, I'm rooting for everybody. You'll have impactful fantasy players going tonight. I would imagine there's a lot of Alvin Kamara, a lot of Kyron Williams, probably some Matt Stafford, and certainly the Ram receivers uh, that are all over fantasy playoff rosters tonight. So here's to a high-scoring, high-entertaining game. Uh, Al Michaels finally gets a good one. I actually I am excited about this game tonight. I think it's going to be interesting. I I don't I I can't, I can't say that I'm super excited from the Rams standpoint, but man I I mean I sorry from the Saints standpoint, but I am for the Rams. And I guess for the Saints it's Derek Carr. Like Derek Carr is not as good as Alex Smith to me, but but maybe catches strays like Alex Smith used to catch. Like I I think that He's probably better than he deserves as far as his overwhelming criticism. He's been better than that. But, like, he, he gets attacked probably more than any quarterback in football. Don't you think? Like, people, I, I feel like I he's— I think Dak gets attacked quite a bit because of the team he plays on. But I think yeah, Derek Dak's Carr is better right than Carr, though. D- Dak is better than the Carr. Thing about, so, the thing about Carr is that over the course of his career, he's never really been clutch, right? Like, he— has good stats for the most part, yeah. typically has been, but he doesn't win. He, and and when, when push comes to shove, he's probably not the guy that you want right. with a game-winning drive potentially on the line. That's not ever really been Derek Carr, and I think that's where a lot of that criticism comes from. Now, I will say in his first season in New Orleans, the biggest issue, it's been the injuries. It's been the fact that you know he's banged up everywhere. Like I, I saw like a week ago or two weeks ago, he was on the injury report with like a head injury, a shoulder injury, a rib injury. Like he had all these different injuries, and it's like, man, can he get protected at all? 
but like his quarterback rating this year is 92 and a half. He's got 16 touchdowns, seven interceptions. He's already at 3,000 yards. He'll, you know, he could he could flirt with 4,000. It's going to be a typical Derek Carr year where you look at the end, and you're like, oh, that's not so bad. But as you're as you're like consuming the NFL, you'd think he was the worst quarterback in football because his teams typically just, don't win. That's the biggest issue. His team's seven and seven and in position to make the playoffs yeah, right they, now. They're not they're not like the team that you look at, and it never really was that way. When he was with the Raiders, either that you look at as this juggernaut team because of the great quarterback that he no, is. No, no, and and quite frankly, he's never been on that kind of team. Like he, they've never lost, you know, because of him. I don't think either. Maybe one year uh, with the Raiders where it looked like you thought they could contend. I don't know. We'll see. I, I root for him. I think he's such an interesting dude with such a great outlook on things. Uh, so I, I do find myself rooting for him. Uh, but not tonight. I want to see the Rams win. I, I'm in. I'm in on the Rams, and I don't know why. I don't have any love loss for. Them. I don't care about the Rams, but I kind of like this team. Eight six nine twelve forty. Tim Fitzgerald. As we begin to look ahead at the Big K State Wichita State game tonight, we'll do it next on Sports Daily. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Got clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.